Hello, podcast listeners. You're listening to another episode of The Long Journey Home. I called it The Long Voyage Home in my last episode. I'm so sorry. Not that anyone really cares. I'm your host, Corbin Johnson, and I'm here to say long live relativity. I um, I wanted to talk about some more ideas I had about it after listening to Rogue Schindler talk about his relativity deck on Section 31 this morning. I thought I'd elaborate on some of his points and on my thoughts and how I'm improving the deck myself. So, first of all, Rogue brought up the point that he thinks the deck is very susceptible to battle, and I tend to agree. Once the relati- If the relativity blows up, you can replay it for zero, but you still have lost all those guys. You can temporal transporters till your heart breaks if you want, but it's still a devastating loss to lose any personnel in that manner. Losing just the ship is not so bad. Uh, it is a hard ship to staff, though. So, after giving it much consideration, considering mediate peace treaty or other anti-battle tech, <laughs> uh, I suppose you could use some weird stuff that gives you extra shields, I suppose. I That might be the way to go. But I'm of the opinion that we simply need to throw some extra exocomps into the deck. They do cost three. Costs a lot, unfortunately, and I can't think of a good way to reduce the cost of, event, of, of equipment at this time. But at three a pop, you probably... If you've got even just one on the ship, maybe two and they don't get nerfed by equipment malfunction or something like that, then you will probably be okay. So, a note to you battle decks out there, throw an equipment malfunction in, and you just might still be able to blow up the relativity. So, I, I thought about Mediate Peace Treaty, but again, the, the relativity is very hard to staff. So, unless you can staff it and get going, there's... It's not a great way to go. I suppose there might be something to be said for playing with Caretaker's Array and getting Voyager out and then getting... Or maybe get the Caretaker's Array out and then play a shuttle to it. Uh, Maybe play some... No. You're going to have to get Voyager and then a shuttle and then play guys to Voyager and then move that shuttle over to Relativity, and then that's at least a shuttle. You can you could use the shuttle to get to and from missions uh, if you want to park your Relativity at Mediate Peace Treaty. I suppose that's one way to go about it. I don't know if it's the best way, but it's certainly an option. I think it's a little too convoluted. So, spend the counters, put like two extra cards in the deck, three extra cards in the deck, a bunch of exo comps, and I think that's it. If your opponent is that hell-bent on blowing you up, then good for him. Alrighty. So, that's, that's my answer to the problem of blowing up the relativity. He mentioned using the Chakotes... Uh, Rogue said that he like he used Chikose in the deck, but didn't feel so good about it. I'm of the opinion that if something's broken, 
or if something's really good, I think it's fair to say, instead of, I won't play with that because it's broken, say, I'm going to play with that because it's good, and I want to be playing at my best. So, I definitely have three revised Chakotes in my deck, but the question is, do I want to play with the event nerfing Chicote, nerf your own event, stone stop guys, or do I want to play with the seven cost Chicote? Well, my answer to that, and probably for wrong reasons, but at least my answer to it is to play with the seven cost Chicote, and that's for twofold. One is to get, one is to have something in hand for Gorgon, because I played against a Borg player the other day, and he was playing with Gorgons and. I didn't really have an answer to it because I don't have any ships that don't cost zero in my deck. So if I had a couple Chakotes in hand or any Chakotay that cost seven, that'd be something. I can't think of any cards that actually do cost seven other than ships, except for Chakotay. Uh, there might be a seven cost... I mean, there's a nine cost event, but I don't think I'm going to throw that in just for one dilemma. The other reason I can use the seven cost Chakotay is for these are the voyages but I'm still not convinced that that's the best way to go about it. So bear with me as I do a little thinking out loud math here. Draw Chakotay for one. Draw Temporal Transporters for one. So it's two total. Play Temporal Transporters. Uh, well, I guess discard Chakotay somehow. So let's just say that happens for free at some point. Uh, there's Maris. You can download a ship. There's a lot of ways to get... You can replicate Temporal Transporters, so we'll say it's free. So, we're two. Play Temporal Transporters for three, four. Don't know why. There's someone's honking. I don't know why. Okay, anyway. So, play Temporal Transporters. That's four counters so far. Uh, discard two cards from hand. So, five, six, because it does... You did have to pay to draw those cards. And under my assumption here. So you're already at six, and that gets you Chicote into play. Your seventh counter is to draw these of the voyages, and your eighth counter is to play these of the voyages. So you'll draw four, a net of four, you'll make four counters. So all of that costs you four. So unless you play two more these of the voyages this turn, and you'll have to draw each of those, so those that would cost two more. So you're back to six. You're going to draw eight, so you've gained two. I don't know. <laughs> you've gained two. So the question is, can you extend that? I mean, uh, I, I don't know how many counters it's worth to get certain cards onto the bottom of your deck. I'm going to assume it's zero, at least for my purposes. So was it worth it? Maybe, maybe not. Was it good in a pinch to maybe get a couple other key cards you need? Probably. But is it worth it in counters? I really don't know. I don't have a good estimate for what certain costs are in 2E as far as estimates go. So if you can use some weird shenanigans to recur these of the voyages, such as Resican Flute, which I'll talk about later, or Baxter, which is a great card in this in this deck. Oh my goodness, I'm, I'm thrilled with Baxter. And uh, not necessarily assuming your opponent has emanations or not. If he has them, you still get them back in the bottom. That's not a big deal. If he doesn't, more power to you. So 
let's say you are able to recur. If you can recur these are the voyages for little to no cost, maybe one counter to draw a Reskin Flute, another two to play it, and then stopping guys will say is free, just for the sake of argument. Then after that, it's pretty much profit. You'll get at least one counter back, if not more. So, eh. but you're going to have to, you do have to replay Chicote. So, uh, because unless you have the, the plays of the thing out and then you have to pay the cost for those counters. So in the end, if you're trying to get a net profit, this may not be the best way to go. But it is interesting nonetheless. So I'm going to keep the Chicote in there for the Gorgons. I don't have a lot of events that I play in my core, so I can't nerf them with the other Chicote. Plus, he goes out of play every turn as well, so meh. I may throw the plays of the thing in just to keep him around. Maybe. I'm not sure if that's the best way to go about it, but it's at least interesting. So, let me talk about Baxter and Reskin Flute. Baxter is great. He says when he leaves play, you may basically take an event from your discard pile and put it into hand. That's great. He'll be going out of play every turn you play him because not only does he not have a future icon, but he costs less than three. So even if you had the plays of the thing out, he would go in your discard pile every turn, so long as the relativity is out. So you triple transport him to him into play. So essentially, he's you know four counters, but you still recur an event. That's pretty good, and he has anthropology, so he's helpful at your first mission. Uh, I guess that's good. And then Ruskin Flute. Oh my goodness! In my deck, I have two forty-point missions that I'm trying to do. And I've got Enterprise J's, and the J's give everyone at those missions plus one attributes. That's great. So all my six cost, or I'm sorry, my six integrity guys at a mission are now integrity of seven. So I can easily recur events with Reskin Flute. And since my first mission has Anthropology and it's an artifact, I can play it after I complete my first mission, which is great. My first mission isn't 40 points anyway. And recurring events late in the game is actually really good for this deck. So I can recur an at what cost in a pinch, or I can recur these are the voyages as we talked about earlier. Or I can recur delivery boys. Oh my goodness. Recur three delivery boys every turn, play them for nothing, and then temple transporters three times for free, basically. I have to pay for the I do have to pay two to uh, replicate them though. But I could recur that too, so I could recur two delivery boys and a temple transporters or you know and I'm just picking three as a number because that was the most I was able to recur in one turn in my last game so if you do it early with Reskin Flute maybe I'll throw an extra Reskin Flute in the deck and hope that it doesn't get nerfed hey you're off to a good start so there's a lot to be said for the power of recurring events and recurring guys in this deck because that's what this is about your deck Relativity is all about recurring stuff from the discard pile. So, one thing that was really interesting about 1E is that after a while, the the discard deck, the discard pile, excuse me, eventually became a resource, less of a burden and more of a resource, which was great. It meant more options for the player. Things like Data Keep Dealing and Paler Toff were cards that basically said, Search for a card you've already played before and play it again, more or less. Uh, 
because there's no card that says search your deck for a card and play it. At least there aren't a lot of them. But these cards were cheaper and better and that sort of thing. So we're starting to see that in Tui now. And you could argue, I'm sure you could argue till you're blue in the face whether or not this is a good thing. But it is kind of fun to get that one-y discard pile resource. I mean, you're kind of getting a Bajoran flavor with feds, which is great. It's, uh, it's fun and it's interesting. So get back the things you want and get them back often. So long as your opponent doesn't nerf your events... Uh, like Reskin Flute, and even if he does, you've still got Baxter. You can use Baxter to get back something key in a pinch, or even the plays the thing, if your deck so relies on it. Uh, your opponent could be crafty, and if, if you decide to go the plays the thing route, I mean, these, these are good ways to recur those things, but you still have to be careful about not having too much non-future guys in play, because let's say you have only one copy of the plays the thing out, your opponent on his turn uses a graph plating on your that plays the thing. And at the start of your turn, that's it. You're done. The, all those guys are going to go away. So you either have to respond with a graph plating or with an Amanda Rogers. I mean, you, you could do that. That's certainly an option. So it's, uh, you know, that that's fun. But if you're just going straight relativity, I think it's fun to have all this recursion going on. So... Other lessons I've learned playing Relativity. <sighs> the ship is very expensive to staff, and I've said that about 20,000 times now. So be sure to do the first mission. Get it done. Uh, just once you have six guys, you, you'll probably have the skills. Go ahead and attempt. Just, you know, if they get Siokovsky or whatever, you're, you're going to be able to play these guys back. Uh, I have not decided whether or not to play with more copies of the ships yet i may start i may throw in three copies of the wells for two reasons one it's nice to have that support ship in a pinch and two tactical disadvantage so i'm not sure i mean the ships those ships are robust 898 that's great so you'll be okay if your opponent only has maybe one or two copies of a card of ships in hand and not so much if he has more and i just can't justify putting ships in that I'm not going to play. So unless I'm playing with Caretakers Array, and then I can, you know, throw in a bunch of ships if I really wanted to. Tactical Disadvantage is definitely a problem for this deck. So the Oh Nothing Happens that I have in the deck currently are probably my best way to deal with them. I've been very lucky when playing with Oh Nothing Happened. I think the biggest problem for the deck right now in order is probably moral choice first, so I call moral choice. And if he has none, oh well, if he has one, good. Usually people don't play with more than one moral choice, at least that's my experience, so I'll probably only call that once. After that, if I know my opponent's playing Borg, it's time to target the tactical disadvantages and hope I get lucky with Chakotay's in hand for the Gorgons. If my opponent's playing non-Borg, probably safe to call hard time. Uh, I'm sure there's better dilemma choices out there, and I'm not saying these are the best ones, but they're what I've been doing. I don't know if they've been super helpful, but they certainly don't hurt, so that's great. And again, with Reskin, these are easy to recur, and hopefully that's a good way to kind of make this deck a little bit better. So I haven't looked into other ways to nerf dilemmas at this time. There probably are others. But nothing that I can think of right now. But oh, nothing happened is a pretty good way to go about this. So 
I am super... I'm still having a lot of fun with Relativity. I did lose a game against the Borg. I'm guessing it's because of the Gorgons and the tactical disadvantages. And, oh, uh, for one thing happened, I suppose calling back to basics is probably reasonable against Borg and maybe a Bajoran deck, or I'm not sure what kind of decks typically play back to basics, but definitely, definitely a good call. So anything that is just, you can't get around it. So another point of controversy with Relativity has been which Kirk to play. Well, everyone agrees you should play with a Kirk. The question is, do you play with Original Thinker or do you play with the one from Fractured Time? I don't have a good answer to that yet. I have been playing with the OT just because I've always had fun with him. And he is a five cost, which if I can't get the Chakotay out, that's a pretty good number for these of the voyages. But the other Kirk's four cost, and he is recurrable, so I can use him more than three times if that's the case, if I want to actually grab him every turn. So there's something to be said for that. The other fun thing you could do with Original Thinker which I don't think you can do with the other Kirk, is if you decide to use the Stop First Contact Earth mission, you could, since OT has the OS icon on him, play Earth Savior USS Enterprise to that Earth. Not that that's a great idea, but it's kind of fun, and it's a really easy ship to staff. So once you have the Relativity staffed, you could go to Earth, pick it up. It shouldn't be that big deal, big of a deal to pick it up. And then you could... You know, if you're playing with Mediate Peace Treaty, go keep the relativity there, and then you really don't have to worry about battle. But as you can see, this is a lot of setup, a lot of moving parts, and it's not going to happen every time you play your games. It's fun, but it's not a great way to go about it. You, but you do get the fun of Captain on the Bridge. You could play some other guys to the Enterprise, and if you've got the plays the thing out, or somehow... Well, no, I, I was thinking you could somehow destroy your relativity and then use the wells as a temporal transporter's target, but you can't do that because the wells is non-unique. So, and temporal transporter specifically says you must play those guys to your unique temporal ship. So, no doing that, no shenanigans like that, but it is a cheaper ship. You don't have to have an OS guy to actually staff the ship, the Enterprise, so it's a easier ship to staff, and there's benefits for that. So probably your best way to go about getting another ship into play without playing Caretaker's Array, which <laughs> is hardly that good of a way to get it into play in the first place. So I think if I get bored of Relativity Sans Caretaker's Array, my next deck will be Relativity with Caretaker's Array for the ships, for extra dudes to play. I'll probably stick the place the thing in to be able to use some of the other weird guys that Voyager offers. Or, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's probably the best way to go. So, definitely fun times to be had all around with Relativity. can't really think of any more Relativity wisdom to extol, so I'm going to end it here. And I will definitely continue to fill in you listeners about Relativity as time permits. So... I'll end it here, and I'm going to say this is Corbin Johnson saying so long and thanks for all the trek.